us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We've already heard in so many different ways today how full it is and how we get to know you through it. Lord, we pray on this Pentecost day, we pray that you will remind us of your spirit, you coming to work in our lives. We pray that you will equip us and enliven us, renew us, revive us by your spirit, because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start uh, this morning with a, a question. I want to ask you, uh, what do all these things that you can see on the screen have in common? A tire, a lilo, a whale, and a person. What do they all need to perform their function? Yeah, somebody said air. Absolutely right. Uh, the uh, thing is, without, all, without air, those things are all useless. The tire goes flat, the lilo goes flat, the whale dies, the person also dies. Uh, some of you might think of that passage in Ezekiel 37, where Ezekiel uh, encounters uh, uh, the valley of dry bones, uh, where there's a load of skeletons, and eventually the bones come together, and then they get muscles and all that sort of thing, putting together a person, but the person isn't alive until God's spirit is breathed into them. Now the book we gave Jackson a little earlier on in our service when we baptised him uh, was written in, originally, not now, I'm pleased to say, we gave him a, an English version, not, but it was originally written in Greek. And the Greeks had one word uh, for breath and wind and so on, and the word was pneuma. It's the word from which we get pneumatic. Uh, and so on, things you blow, have to blow up, that's the word that uh, the New Testament uses, uses for the Holy Spirit. And so today is really all about the Holy Spirit. Uh, to Christians all across the world believe that God shows himself in uh, three ways. As Father, who made the world, as Son, who redeemed the world, and as the Holy Spirit, who gives life uh, to the world. And I'm going to unpack the uh, Trinity a little bit more next Sunday. There's a hospital pass, Dan. Uh, it's Trinity Sunday next week, so there you go. Uh, but it's appropriate, therefore, that if God shows himself in those three ways, then it's very appropriate that the Christian church has three major festivals. Uh, and the f I guess they're, they're in descending order of how well they're known and how widely they're celebrated. Christmas is the most obvious one. We celebrate God the Father becoming human. Easter, Jesus, we remember God the Son uh, dying for us on Good Friday and then being raised from the dead on Easter Day. And Pentecost, which some people think of, I've heard the Holy Script described as the forgotten member of the Trinity. Pentecost is all about the coming of the Holy Spirit uh, to the early church. Pentecost is today, so today it's right that we're focusing on the Holy Spirit. Now this morning's sermon is not sponsored by a price comparison website. 
but I chose uh, this picture, uh, confused.com, because today's Bible readings both involve a bit of confusion. In Genesis 11, where we started off, people were getting a bit too big for their boots, and they were trying to construct the Tower of Babel and getting confused uh, by different languages. In Acts 2, God puts that into reverse. And, I mean, God's in that habit, isn't he? He's often putting things into reverse. Uh, when he gets to work, uh, things go into reverse, and the group of Jesus' followers, who are all from Galilee, they're heard and understood from people all around the known world, around the Mediterranean, they're heard in all those different languages. They're only speaking one, uh, but they're heard in lots of different languages. God is putting things into reverse then, as he does so often. Here's a map. If you um, want to have a, have a look at all those dodgy words that Mary read so, so well for us, uh, we're on page uh, 1262. And in verses 9 to 11, there's a list there of some of the places and the languages that were involved. Pentecost was a big festival for the Jews long before Acts 2. Uh, it was the time 50 days after Passover when Jews celebrated the giving of the law and it was one of their three harvest festivals. And that's why people from far and wide, from all across that map, had gathered in one little place on the right-hand side of that map in Jerusalem to, uh, to celebrate. That's why they were coming together. I just want to unpack four different aspects of this text today. Um, what, what goes on? First thing, we've not left there. Uh, there's a sound. Uh, people hear a sound like the violent wind in verse 2. Uh, I guess that what we think of that, that symbol is something we see on our computers. But a speaker generating sound, there's something that we hear. Second thing they see is a sight. Uh, verse 3. What seemed to be tongues of fire resting on the disciples. It's no surprise, by the way, that God made us multi-sensory uh, beings, and therefore we perceive him in different ways, and sight and sound, and so on. And then, uh, I've got my uh, confused sign again, um, people are confused by what, what, what this is all about. Um, verse 12, uh, there, there's uh, you know, confusion about what it's about. Use amazed and perplexed and those kind of words in some translations. Uh, and that leads to a bit of speculation, verse 13, uh, about uh, what's going on. And people say, oh, they're just drunk. And uh, Peter has to say, hang on a minute, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, there's something else that's at work here, and it's God's spirit. Well, the last thing I want to draw out of the text, really, is... Um, is the fact that it's about change. God's Holy Spirit uh, brings change. Jesus' followers are transformed by the Holy Spirit. They've, they've been a bunch of uh, frightened men hiding in a locked room. Uh, 
they're, they're told that they're, they're afraid of what's going to happen to them because uh, they've seen what's happened to Jesus. They go from being that frightened group locked in the room to being a bunch of bold street preachers doing anything uh, for Jesus. That huge change is brought about in them and the reason is because God's Holy Spirit has got to work in them. And so I want to end with this picture. It's obviously a map of Hull and the surrounding area. Whichever part of uh, this uh, map you're, you live in, you might want to put a pin in it. And I know, by the way, that this, is, this map isn't remotely big enough uh, for people who've come uh, from far and wide for Jackson's baptism uh, today, let alone for those of you from Nigeria. You'd have to make the map a whole heap bigger uh, to, to, to make it work. But the point is the same. Wherever you are from, God wants to breathe his Holy Spirit into you and bring you to life. When we invite him to blow his wind of change into our lives, then nothing transforms, transforms us like the Holy Spirit does. And with that in mind, let's pray. Lord, we thank you uh, for your spirit enlivening and changing and renewing us in all the ways you know that we need. But we're sorry when we've been, uh, we've had the wrong views of you. But we think, uh, we, we heard earlier on about uh, new and new, and we, we know that all of us have uh, had things wrong at different points in our lives. Thank you that you have graciously uh, not given up on us, but you've kept going in our lives. And we pray that uh, you will work in each one of us. Help us to do exactly what we've said, to throw open the windows and let you blow your wind of change through our lives. Because we ask it in Jesus' name. going to sing again and I think it's appropriate that we stay seated for this time. The group are going to come up and lead us again uh, but uh, the point is that uh, we're asking God